0: The following podcast episode contains content warnings for addiction, drug use, and occult themes. Please listen responsibly.
1: Hello, welcome to Table a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and, one of the, and the editor of this production. Table is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro RPGs with me. We are all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a review at the end. Stick around to hear our opinions as well as if we would put this game back on the shelf or if we would table it and play it again later. Uh, for our, let's see, this is our twelfth episode.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're going to be
1: playing Seance by Elijah Mills, uh, which we can, which you can get on itch.io. Um, I'm going to pass this over to Manny so they can explain the game.
0: Hi. Yeah, I'm Manny. I use they/them pronouns, and we're going to be playing this fun little game uh how should i start just by reading the rules talking uh uh, i would or reading the little do do you want to read the blurb at the top yeah okay i feel that's cool all right yeah so uh this is the blurb that uh uh starts off this game it says uh welcome mediums to our seance this evening we will use our innate connection to the realm of spirits to channel the one that haunts these halls. We shall learn the message which it wishes to impart to the land of the living. We shall attempt to piece together its ghastly tales so that it may find peace. Prepare yourselves in mind, body, and most importantly, spirit. Let us now begin. Okay, I got to take a quick pause.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank (laughs) you very much. Very (laughs) spooky. Um,
0: So we are all playing mediums in this game. This is set in the 19th century. Yes. Takes place in the mid-1800s. We are mediums. And before us, we have two cards. Uh, One has our character name and description.
3: As well as what are called channeling points. Should we introduce characters
1: hmm. first? Yeah, sure.
3: Cool. I think we should. No, especially because this is a GMless game. I think introductions are in order, and I I vote you go first, Manny.
0: Okay. Okay. So before you sits an old woman with iron gray hair and a corset and a shawl around her. A giant bustle behind her, a long cigarette in one hand, <laughs> and tiny little pince glasses. She sits at a table in front of a crystal ball and she says, Welcome, welcome, my children. My name <laughs> is Isadora Layton. I will be your guide this evening. Into the world of spirits.
3: <laughs> Quick question. Is she the professor's <laughs> grandma? <laughs> what professor? <laughs> You've never played Professor Layton?
0: No. Aww. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, so that that is that is my character,
0: Isadora Layton.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um, hi. I'm going to be playing... Uh, Introduce yourself. To oh, you. hi. I'm Tim. Uh, y'all know me. Y'all heard of me. Uh, he, him, pronouns, please. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Gary Goudini, uh, he also uses he, him pronouns. Um, he has a pencil mustache, slicked back black hair, and the kind of glasses that wrap all the way around the back of your ears. And they're, they're also very round. Uh, nice. And he, he's wearing a, uh, a very done-up tuxedo um, that looks like he wears it every day. Um, it's like a, <laughs> a really worn down tuxedo. Um, and he, uh, of course, sits down at the table with a preposterously deep bow to uh, um, uh, Mrs. Layton. Or is it Miss Layton?
0: It is Mrs. My, my rec- most recent late husband has passed. Ah,
1: <laughs> I am so sorry to hear that, Miss Layton. <laughs> Mrs. Layton. He bends way down at the waist, uh, moves his chair, sits down, and then in c- three
3: carefully perfectly adjusted Ba-doop, ba-doop, ba-doop. Scoots towards the table. Nice. Alrighty, I'm Matt. I'm gonna be playing Sir Jeremy Thorston. Both the character and myself have he/him pronouns. Um, but Sir Jeremy, as he walks up to the table, first thing to notice he's got a, he's got a uh, mostly receded hairline, uh, and what looks with thinning blonde hair in the back. Um, he's wearing a, a stained waistcoat. With, uh, and he's got a bit of a bit of a pot belly, but he just wa- he just kind of wanders up to the table, gives a quick, a quick bow, almost almost just a nod, pulls out the chair with a flourish and just kind of sets himself down, and that's when he reaches in and pulls out the flask. Mm. And you see the little dribbles come out the corner of his mouth. and you know where the stains come from? <laughs> Amazing.
2: <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last person to arrive. Uh, My name is Max, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing the tiny Miss Melinda Patience Cartwright, who is naturally an 11 year old girl. She enters the scene wearing a long white dress, meticulously white, almost as if chosen specifically for this look and appearance and this event. She has blonde hair, which she wears in two long braids that fall down beside her face and down her front. And she sits very, drops a nice curtsy to all of you adults, and then sits very prim and proper on the very tippy edge of her seat.
0: Does she have a stuffed animal with her?
2: She does not. She left it in the carriage, of course. Mm,
0: of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so how this game is played, each of our mediums have 10 channeling points. They will use those channeling points to channel the spirit that we are attempting to contact here tonight. Once a medium begins channeling the spirit, we will set a five-minute timer. And they will embody the spirit, they will speak as the spirit, they will establish things about the spirit that we're contacting uh in that five minutes the other mediums have the opportunity to interact with the spirit to find out things uh of uh ask any questions find out information from said spirit it is the point of each of our mediums we all have a secret word a message on one of our cards. As we are channeling the spirit, we are attempting to get the other mediums to guess that word. Um, We are not able to say that message aloud, write it down, or spell it out, or otherwise give it away in any way. Mm -hmm. Instead, we're supposed to provide hints and clues. And if another medium guesses our message, we immediately reveal that. Um, The game is over when all four of our messages are revealed or if any medium runs out of channeling points before their message is revealed and that's basically it once all the messages are revealed we will release the spirit and discuss among ourselves as medians uh the spirit's story uh based off of the messages we were given so with that said does anyone have any questions
3: i've only got one question yes which player had the most recently experienced i i butchered it it's the uh, it's the who goes first mechanic mm-hmm. it says uh,
0: the player who most recently exper- experienced something unexplainable begins channeling the spirit
2: mm.
1: that's definitely not me i've i've never seen a ghost. I had some spooky moments, but I know what they what what happened. I had a squirrel eat through my
0: uh, air conditioning unit. <laughs> Weird, but not necessarily
2: yeah, <laughs> <Pretty> explainable. <laughs> I think you explained um, that very
1: clearly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or are we all too scientific? I'm not
2: typically a very woo woo person, uh-huh. but I have had experiences that are currently. Currently, as yet, unexplainable. But not for many years.
3: I wouldn't say I'm a very woo-woo person either. I like the, I like the phrasing on that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been several experiences I've had that if they have an explanation, I never cared to find it. Mm. Um, probably the most recent for me was a, uh, a very gigantic spider just showed up in my car.
1: Mm. there was
3: never any webs there was never anything prior to let me know that it was making its home and living there there was nothing going on i didn't take my car anywhere beyond work in my apartment Mm. and uh it showed up one day and i saw the webs it had and it was gigantic and the next day it was gone as Hmm. were the webs Hmm. all right
0: I think that sounds
2: like human. I think that sounds most recent, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. so
1: <laughs> you saw a spider, congrats! <laughs> you get to go first. So, what happens
0: is, um, Mrs. Layton draws the big velvet drapes in her parlor, and she walks over and lights a single candle in the middle of a circular table and puts a stick of incense into the candle to light it and sets it on the incense burner she takes a giant peacock feathered fan from her handbag and fans the smoke into the room Mm. uh as a gong sounds somewhere in the darkened parlor Mm. and she everyone hold hands my dears we all hold hands and she says we come here tonight to speak to breach the veil between this world and the next. Is anyone here who would speak to us? I would speak. The floor is yours. What would you have us say here, spirit?
3: I would ask why you woke me up. 'Twas a good nap I was having. Oh, oh, spirit! I'm
1: afraid that was not a nap you're having. You are, in fact, deceased. Could you tell me your name?
3: My name is Timothy.
1: Excellent. <laughs> Handsome name, I must say. <laughs> okay, Timothy. Uh-huh. Um, Gary Gordini uh, pushes his glasses up his nose pointlessly. They're already as high as they'll go and says, uh, uh,
3: Where are you from, spirit? I'm, I'm from here in Boston, just like the rest of you. Boston, you say? Yes, I can't. Uh, I can't give the accent correctly because I'm being played by a Midwesterner. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all have our crosses to bear, Timothy.
0: <laughs> Tell me, Timothy, do you have any siblings? I had.
3: Uh, I had three. Um, I had two younger sisters and one older, and the older. The oldest one uh, was moved out west after she got married. I don't know what happened to my younger two sis- sisters.
0: Hmm. How I, old were you, Timothy, when you passed into the realm of the dead?
3: I was a full—I was a full-grown man. I was nineteen. Oh no.
0: And how did you die, spirit?
3: I—I I don't rightly know. I was. was walking through town hoping to send a message to my sister and I don't know that I ever got there.
0: Ah, I see.
2: Timothy, was it a crowded day? Were there many people around? I, I, I
3: think it was. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crowded. Yeah, I'd, uh, Folks were real excited about something. I'm not, I don't remember what. I was going the same way, though.
1: The, per chance, was, was it some sort of fire? No? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, tell me, how do you feel about tea?
3: I know they threw it in the harbor almost a hundred years ago. Yes. No, counts wrong. About 60 years ago. There we go.
0: <laughs> I see, I see. Timothy,
2: was this a time of the earth where cars existed? <laughs> <laughs> no cars. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to
3: look up some historical facts. To, like, I don't do know where cars were <laughs>
1: When were, excuse me, Ghost. When were cars invented? What's a
2: car? That's
1: okay. like 1850s, I think. Okay. I don't, I don't know. So they're they're, they're I don't,
2: fairly no. modern I think. Okay, but no cars. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> I think that's it. No, yeah. We're, we're uh, waiting
1: for the timer to end. We have thirty
3: thirty seconds left. Mm. Anything you wish to say, Ghost? I mean have you heard anything about my sister Betsy? Was Betsy the older or the young one of the younger sisters? Betsy was my older sister. She was the one who took care of us after our mom passed. Mm-hmm. I, I miss th- her something fierce.
1: I see. I think I think we're losing Timothy.
3: Oh no! <laughs>
1: well,
3: That was an experience. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome back, Thorston. Okay, for the listeners, we're putting a big old pause on this because we got to brush up on Wikipedia real
0: fast. <laughs> we'll be right back.
3: Oh, I'm not looking up shit. Oh no, yeah, at anything.
2: At this is yeah. better if we don't know. Yeah, I think so. Fundamental details. Okay, okay, in
3: that case, I gotta, I gotta cut, cut a quick pause. Something about a cow.
2: Yeah, what's this thing about a cow?
3: Yeah, the,
1: the, the fire in Boston. What, was, was, like, that, was that? Was it? Or was it Chicago? Chicago,
0: Chicago
2: was ah, the big one. Yeah, someone
3: yeah. said Chicago earlier. I swear to God. No, that's because we were talking last night about Monster Hunter, and we were fighting the Chicago Magala. Right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, um, we're cutting
2: all this part, though, right? Are we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cal kicked over a lantern and started the Chicago. Fire. Allegedly, allegedly, okay.
1: yeah. Um, so, who would like to go next?
0: Um, Madam Layton, or Mrs. Layton, uh, shudders <laughs> as uh, the spirit jumps from. Uh, Jeremy Thorston's body into hers and she goes ah, ah. Alright So <clears throat> Betsy You all heard of her
1: <laughs> Timothy's British now
2: <laughs> I think we have heard a little bit about Betsy Your oh. sister
1: Point of clarification: This is always the same ghost, right? There's just yeah. one Thin ghost. ghost. Okay. Yeah.
0: Correct. Uh, yes, uh, she. Uh, I forgot what my word was. Right. He says, uh, right. Uh, have you uh, been able to uh, contact her? I, I haven't seen her over here.
1: I, I don't believe that we've had contact with Betsy uh does she does she write letters does she call how did you contact her before well
0: she she left she, she took up with the doctor and moved out west
1: what was the doctor's name
0: the doctor's name A was uh dr mcgillicotty i believe the the root beer manufacturer I, I suppose so. Uh I said he was a doctor peddling uh vials and tinctures to help with the consumption.
3: Well, that makes a bit more sense than Timothy, but uh why she would have gone with her with him if uh that's how your mother passed. I Mum passed and then um well,
0: Betsy she began to get sick too and took up with this doctor McGillickly. Um I was always a bit scared of him quite honestly. Um, Would you, I didn't trust the bloke.
3: As a question for you, good Timothy, did he describe himself as a doctor or a surgeon? Uh,
0: he said he was a doctor, but I never saw no papers or nothing.
3: These tinctures you described, were they perchance made of oils most, most often?
0: Uh, I believe some of them were. They were oils and alcohol... Uh, Betsy she she took up developed quite the uh, quite the cough you see is what took out her mum and we worried for her and then she went to see him and then became obsessed uh, with him and couldn't quite shake the medication he gave her so she he proposed to her and she married him out of uh, some sort of obligation. It, it was my, my uh, theory. I don't think she loved him more than she loved the bottle. If you catch my drift.
1: Mm. What a what a snake!
0: I that's what we called him. We called him the slippery snake. Me and Matilda.
2: Mm. A snake oil salesman, one might say.
0: I that's what I. Bessie didn't like it when we talked like that. She called him her, her bitters, is
3: what she said. She says, I need my bitters for my cough. I'm drawing a blank. I'm actually running through drink recipes in mm. my head right now, trying to figure out the word associations.
2: Why was it so important that you reach out to Betsy that particular day? What were you trying to say?
3: Would well,
0: have been some sort of kerfuffle in town. Uh, some of uh, some of. The doctor, the good doctor's, uh, clients, uh, had gone missing, you see, and, uh, we was worried about Betsy, we was, um, and so we went to the house, uh, to, to see where she as she was gone. And they both, um, uh, all of her things were gone. It looked like someone had, uh, left in a hurry. Um, she, she left, uh, she left her mother's uh, silver hairpin, which is a thing I don't think she would have done by herself. And I—I was worried about her. I was. She wasn't in a good way. What with the sickness and then, with her um. With her, reliance on these bitters, she called them.
3: Five seconds. Would you say it was? He was an old-fashioned kind of man. I seemed like it. Well, very old Treadbare bear clues. Oh. <laughs> I'm automatically seeing how this game gets real interesting real fast because mm-hmm. the story I was trying to tell just took a wild, wild left turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just you wait until uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah.
2: It's hard too because I feel like we're all chasing different possibilities of what the word could be.
1: Uh huh.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, we all we all chased the same the same phrase down mm-hmm. and considering there wasn't a massive reaction, I don't think we got it. <laughs> um, damn it. This is, this is much trickier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this it's really hard. It's fun.
1: I can see why you have 10 channeling points instead of like... I, I see channeling. now, yeah. <laughs> like, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. All right. Um, who, uh, who wants to go next? Is it me or is it you? Or, or do you want to bounce back between... We can bounce it's, around as much as we want. If, if, I was just thinking, as, as, as like a meta game sort of thing. If we have one person do it over and over, they get to narrate the story more. But we also might suss theirs out more easily without complications in the way. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's more fun to have. It, have it might bounce. be make it a bit mm. more difficult.
0: Yeah. Or like if someone says something, like if, for example, if like Max starts channeling the spirit and says something in their story. I might jump back in because it will connect back to mine or Mm -hmm. I, or I think I could connect it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This
1: is like 5d chess of a
0: game.
2: (laughs) Let's get back into it. Yeah.
3: Um, I would, I will jump in if neither of you has a, has a thing. I mean, I'd I'd be happy to, but I know that I'm going to derail some shit. Yeah. I need, the thing is I need, in order to get my bit, like there's a, there, like you said, the sussing there's, there's out more clearly and being able to take control of the story. Mm hmm. Like yours getting derailed, would be fantastic. But at the same time, I, feel, I like I really feel the do need it. to clarify. Do it. You think you could points. bring this
2: home if you win again? Yeah, do it. Yeah, go. I think
3: I could get it a hell of a lot closer.
2: Right. Do it. Yeah, your turn again.
3: But yeah, we uh, we'd found they'd found her our mother's silver hairpin in uh, in the bedroom when they left when they left the uh, when they searched his house out in Kansas. Mm. The the hairpin for her hat. No, for her hair. Okay.
1: Uh, several hairpins are used to hold hats in place. This is not a hat pin. It's not a hat pin. It's a hairpin.
0: You're saying that the hairpin was found in his house in Kansas. Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's where they'd moved to from Boston. I'd finally had a way to get in contact, or weren't, weren't the ponies? Oh, I see.
1: Wait, from, they're, they're communicating from Boston to Kansas.
3: Yeah, with the telegraph. Yeah, that that's a, that's exactly it.
1: What? Yay! <laughs> all right, we the just, word was we just the word is
3: telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> telegram specifically. Oh, no. telegram. Okay, all right. I think that's close. Oh, enough. I think that counts. Yeah, because telegr- telegraph is the
2: the thing that it sends a telegram.
0: It's yep. like the yep.
3: infrastructure, right? Telegraph. Telegraph is more of like the uh, the uh, concept of putting it out there. Yeah. A, a telegram a tele- is the message itself. Yeah. A,
1: a piece of paper with a note written on it is a telegram. The way that you got that piece of paper was through the telegraph. Yes. yes. Got it. Awesome. So then uh, you're just done. So I no longer have to channel. Okay. Now
2: you just get to ask questions every day. Yep. Yeah. So
1: we can stop your timer. Mm-hmm. And start a new one. Okay. Okay. So that's one of four. Good yeah. work. Okay. So quick. I think uh Gary Goudini is um uh, <laughs> Redu- starting to, to shake and shimmer a little bit. The, the table rattles as suddenly um cotton like mists come out of his mouth. Uh,
3: Does uh, it smell <laughs> like fruit loops? Cotton <laughs> No uh <sighs>
1: Hello everyone, um it's good to see y'all again. I had a strange moment where I thought I was in Kansas.
0: <laughs> You're not in Kansas anymore, Timothy.
2: Motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I suppose y'all have some questions for me.
3: Well, yes, you were... Uh... We'd been asking you questions before about uh, about your... Your brother-in-law. Ah. And the instance, instances surrounding him and your sister. Yeah,
1: my, my father was none too keen about that. He did not like him a one bit.
3: So your mother died, but your father was still around?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, he wasn't around very often, though. He, he spent much of his time overseas. Was your father a, a naval officer? No, uh... I've I've lost my English accent Uh,
0: (laughs) It's okay, Timothy
1: By by governor, I do believe my father was uh... (laughs) Uh, Everything is more fluid in the spirit realm (laughs) It seems so it is (laughs) Cheerio (laughs) My father, he he was an archaeologist is what he was (laughs) studying uh all sorts of sandstone and the like out in the out in the egypt areas Ah, uh, yeah in egypt that's what that's what he was studying Where's digging it? digging in the tombs
3: was your father perchance from indiana to begin with
2: uh
1: no somewhere around jonestown i believe
0: <laughs> <laughs> and your father did he did he make
1: any discoveries in egypt oh uh yeah yeah he did he did find a a really, a really big one
0: was was your father the one that discovered the tomb of Tutankhamun?
3: uh yeah yeah that 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 old fella, so your father were was exploring the pyramids then
1: yeah uh exploring the pyramids and Tutankhamun and uh and the sphinx and the pharaohs of egypt why yes, the pharaohs of egypt. <laughs> <laughs> My word was Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> that was Did I just... was that just easy or was that I... was I was, I... was I... No, I think it was good. It so was good. good,
2: yeah.
3: You led us pretty perfectly to it. This is I'm afraid to get excited about the fact that this might be a fast game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We've we'll I mean,
2: we got some words yet. <laughs> yeah Well,
1: well, I've used one one take. Uh, Are you next? Mm -hmm. All right.
2: Miss Melinda looks from person to person, eyes wide, paying close attention to everything going on. When suddenly, an unseen wind from an unknown source lifts her braids up from her shoulders, and she sits up straighter, and almost seems to appear much taller Mm. for a moment. But she slumps back down, and in a voice quite unlike her tiny little girl voice, she says, Oh, goodness, I'm back. (laughs) Mm.
3: Welcome back, Timothy.
2: This is such a journey. Things are so fluid in the spirit realm, including accents.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So long as you remember that you're from Boston, my boy, everything will be good. (laughs) Cheers. <clears throat> but no, you just finished telling us telling us about the fact your father was discovering histo- historical records of the pharaohs of Egypt.
2: Indeed, indeed. And I, I was I was I remember being so happy that that he wasn't here when all of this was going on. He he loved Betsy so much and to have her get swept up in this this scam with this foul man, I uh, would have broken his heart.
0: Would you say Betsy was your
2: father's favorite? He tried not to say anything, but I think so. I mm. think so.
1: What was 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 Betsy uh, involved with anything before the the scam man, the 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 snake oil salesman?
2: Mm. Do you know she always seemed to have a connection with. Nature. Even when I was a child, I remember her going out of an evening when she was supposed to be doing her chores and sweeping the floor. And I would find her out in the woods sometimes behind our house because Boston was, of course, much less urban in those days. <laughs> when she would be making, she used to call them potions out of sticks and twigs and things. And later, uh, when the weather was strange and the wind was high sometimes we would find her up on the roof looking off into the sky she was always a strange person and i think that's partly why we all liked her so much
3: did she ever perchance express interest in visiting salem
2: Mm, no although we did have a great-grandmother who was from that area
3: was she part of the witch trials as it were
2: hmm I don't think so or if she was she was a very good storyteller.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Storyteller you say. Uh,
2: did your sister uh,
0: Betsy was she able to use her natural gifts with nature to help people? Hmm. Did she pursue it as a career?
2: I can see where you're where you're imagining this but but no, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. She had a particular affinity for storms, but never made healing practices or, or, or oils or spells of her own. No hmm.
3: something of a lightning child, as it were.
2: Indeed. My word was lightning. Nice, nice.
1: I was literally gonna ask a question about lightning. You beat me to it. <laughs> nice work. Um, all right, we have one more word to guess. All right, but all
0: that changed one day. <laughs>
2: the accent's back on the dark and stormy night.
0: On the dark and stormy night when mom died she I believe that's what she did where she she tried to to heal mum and mum's cough, but there's only so much you can do against the consumption with herbs and sticks, and so she she became obsessed with finding other other remedies, and I think that's what she, what led her to this doctor. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, she sampled a lot of his wares. as she did, and from most of it, uh, it seems like she said most of it was rubbish, cold liver oils, and tinctures of piss and vinegar, but there was one that she took a quite, quite, uh, quite an affinity to, uh, she said it helped her sleep, and, uh, did did some relieve the pain that she did because what well, with her tending mom she eventually did catch the consumption Perchance it helped
3: perchance was there poppy in this mix some of the opium
0: not sh- I, seems likely oh she she was not a very learned girl we didn't none of us could read per se but uh it did smell like poppies i did um and when they got run out of town we were the ones that were monitoring her and you know it got to where we had to hide them bitters because uh, she was taking them round the clock and walking out in the middle of town and nothing but her skivvies and riding horses all up and down the streets uh shouting about the british coming and hallucinating said she saw mom walking up and down on on the balconies at night and so we had to hide the bitters and we had to give them to her only when they needed but then that's why I'm so that's why I was wondering you see if you've you've heard from her
1: I I we we have, we have not heard from Betsy and I'm very sorry about that um your oh. your your mother's addiction sounds absolutely dreadful do you think you? Uh, hmm. I, I ran out of, of steam on that head of thought there. <laughs> the, the, mm. I, f- I feel like we almost have it. We almost know what's happening with hit this year' ghost, but I don't <clears throat> quite have a, a grasp on something about Paul Revere and
0: <laughs> well, it lanterns seems,
1: and addiction, and
0: it seems that she. Uh, if you all ain't heard of her, then her from her, then it seems like maybe she's still in your world, and she. What we feared, and she hadn't taken too much of them bitters and crossed over, as it were.
3: So you're worried that your sister has died? I, I, yeah, I I was.
1: Or are you worried that she hasn't died? (laughs) I, I mean, it's
0: not so much that she hasn't died as I, as how she would have died, you know? Oh. uh i if she is dead I, I hope she's out of pain uh if she's still living i hope she got away from it
3: uh, a true question for you young timothy
1: this is so confusing <laughs>
3: <laughs> about the the doctor that your sister ran off with right other people he treated had gone missing
0: Uh, some of them did, yeah, um, some of them went mad with these tinctures, uh, some of them, uh, just never got better, uh, it was a bit of a mixed bag, it was, uh, there was one gentleman who went stark raving mad and, uh, um, ran out into the Boston Harbor, he did, uh, high as a kite uh, on, on these tinctures um, and that's when they found they did found poppies in his blood that's the
1: five minute timer So you just take,
3: take off another one hmm.
1: keep going yeah I'm, I'm really struggling with this one
3: it, it's, I feel like the scene from Ted where it's Mark Wahlberg <laughs> just like it's a white trash name. Okay, I'm just going to rapid fire him. You got to tell me if I'm getting close. And he just goes name after, name after name after name. Gets all the way through. Runs completely out of breath after naming off like 50 some odd names. None of those. Was it any of those with the Lynn after it? Yes. Oh, you mother... Okay, let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I feel like that's the point we're at. <laughs> like, we're right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, you, you want to go back into it then? Yeah. All right. She...
0: Bet she was, she was always in pain and kept taking more and more of them bitters to, to quell that pain. Uh, and
1: painkillers?
0: I, it was painkillers. That's what they told us it was. Um, but she got, she got obsessed with it and she started taking more and more. And by the time she was not my sister anymore. And that's why I was worried, you see. And that's when he took her off to Kansas
3: so first he got her addicted and then took her off
0: that's what, that's, that's what we saw
2: did you ever take any of these bitters yourself did you ever try them or know what they tasted like
0: I did once you see I I had a bit of a cough you see and uh, they, she gave me some and, and it, it, it did it right up it, it took care of that cough but then when I went out I actually went to the house in Kansas, you see, uh to check up on Betsy and and he said that she was uh she wasn't feeling good, so he she would lay down and um invited me to have a drink and uh uh well, the drink, the whiskey he he gave me it, it tasted very bitter and that's the last thing I remember. Do you think you were poisoned? Oh, I I seemed so. In fact, the last thing I remember, and then you're calling me forth in a in a séance, seems like a pretty pretty short distance to jump, eh? Hey?
1: Uh, okay, so so Doctor McGillicuddy poisoned you with whiskey. Oh, I shot him in the whiskey.
0: Some I him think. Whiskey. Did I, I the
3: whiskey.
1: That's what I'm probably saying.
0: Yeah, I think there was some sort of drug in the whiskey. <laughs> that... <laughs> In, in oh, high amounts, maybe killed me. Like an overdose? Yeah, like an <laughs>
1: overdose.
2: <laughs> God damn it. Popular yeah. drugs of the period. Um... <laughs> Poppers. <laughs> Poppers. <laughs>
0: oh. I may have gotten too specific <laughs> with this word.
3: <laughs> I Well, you don't drug whiskey with hashish. That would... <laughs> Overdosing on that would be easy. It'd be easier to kill someone by just smacking them in the head with a brick of it. Yeah. Um, Oh, we tried that a couple times too. (laughs) The hashish brick. The hashish brick, yeah.
0: (laughs) Dad brought them over from overseas. Uh, Of course. Uh,
2: Was it laudanum?
0: It was laudanum. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I would have never guessed that.
0: I really I thought you guys tombstone of
1: us. I oh my really
3: thought you had it when you started asking about poppies. Yeah. Oh uh, my I, I, uh, goodness. I had no idea. Like I didn't think about laudanum and going from there. And like that was okay, that was good. That was That
2: was a good pick. That was appropriately specific and timely.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And also it definitely it was I'm just gonna It so, was a good pick and really good call on the word because tim and i were going to completely drop links on that yeah yeah Um, i I was never going to grab laudanum out of the air (laughs) (laughs) i was like how can i
0: like i actually did a bunch of research on laudanum last night so like that's why when you brought Uh, up poppies i was like
2: oh okay we're there
0: yeah and it's like "Mm."
2: i thought about the movie tombstone because Mm -hmm. the story was revolving around like this guy having taken this like, young woman from back east, you so know, out west, real addicted to the substance, and that's that plot point in the movie Tombstone.
3: What was the message that t- that young Timothy was trying to, send, trying to send us?
0: Yeah, so I can tell you what it was from my point of view, is that what I was trying to get out, that was that his sister had become addicted to laudanum, and uh, been ab- abducted or taken by this man and he didn't know if she was living or dead mm-hmm. and so he was like comforted that you all hadn't heard her, yeah, from, her. Heard from her yeah. um but like sad because that means she's still like suffering from addiction in this potentially like uh manipulative relationship is what yeah. i was kind of going from there um from my, I don't know, but like with mm. all these others, but,
1: yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think with uh, Timothy's father being wealthy enough, she could afford as much laudan as she wanted. Exactly, mm. um, yeah. Having, having found uh, two in common, that's not remotely historically accurate. No, not really at
3: funny. all. <laughs> Considering the story was set between 1835 and 1845 as, tele- as telegraphs were coming up and Tutankhamun was discovered in 1922. Oh, Don't yeah. We're it. playing Don't fast it. and loose here. Don't worry about it.
0: Everything is more I, fluid in the um, spirit world. I was
1: certain there was another uh, Egyptian burial ground found, but when you said Tutankhamun, I was just like, yes, that one. <laughs> of course it has to be that one. Right.
2: This kind of goes into something that we can talk about in the review, but mine I don't think had much of a meaningful connection the others. Well, that's just the thing. The others. I kind of waved this, made up this thing about Betsy having had this affinity with nature, mm-hmm. but that's the extent of that connection, I think.
3: That's just the thing. The way it's written right now, we just, we've already won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we just kind of decide, like... I think mandy has got it right. Like, yeah. this is why he was trying to contact us. He was trying to check on his sister, who mm-hmm. was addicted to laudanum. Yep. Um, like, he'd he been there in person. He'd tried by telegram. Like, mm-hmm. going off his... I'm willing to bet they used up the last of their dad's Egypt money. Probably. Um, on trying to get the electric into the building.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: So, mm-hmm. you know,
2: yeah. it's he'd have mentioned lightning as well as a topic to like key if she had passed it would have been something she'd have brought up
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and shared for sure yeah okay yeah, this is neat so yeah we i think we've won the game um for we sure. want to take a break and come back and argue
0: going to record or record we're going to review this game uh seance by elijah mills uh the first thing we always ask is what are the likes and
1: dislikes um tim do you want to start us off with your likes and dislikes um i'm gonna say that the the thing that i like the most about this game is i like all the instructions on setting mood and the overall like uh this game does a pretty good job of telling you you should set the mood and i love a game with a lot of mood and this game is filled with that kind of flavor Mm -hmm. um that's 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 my big like is it just like the intro the like how to play get started is like listen you're gonna be you should have candles the room should be dark you're playing a seance game it 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 tells you to do the right things and i dig that Mm -hmm. um my dislike that i would say is um i would say my biggest dislike is just like I, i'm i'm struggling with how to say this exactly but like the the game itself was not exactly my favorite kind of game I, I feel i'm a role player and, and, and I, I didn't feel like and it tells you to make a character i didn't get to spend any time at all uh in the head of uh gary godini i was purely hmm. thinking about uh timothy the ghost mm-hmm. uh, which which to be fair handsome name great fellow but uh i was kind of <laughs> struggling with uh trying to because you're playing two characters simultaneously and one of them you're not writing
2: so mm-hmm. i think that's
1: my biggest complaint is i uh is it kind of says it's a bit of a role-playing game and it kind of isn't
0: mm. mm-hmm.
3: that's true i will actually hop right in because that is actually my like yeah um building your character was entirely to set the mood and then it's cooperative role playing we were tossing it around the around the ball we were all building the ghost character. And that I think is my biggest like of this game. It's the cooperative storytelling mechanic. That's just, it, it hits really well for me in particular. Um, I'm going to echo the mood bits. That was, Uh that was a lot of fun. Um, Dislikes. It's, uh, it's the right kind of game for like a party game. It's a little too intellectual for most of my friends. So all the instances where I'd be saying like, hey, I'd bring this out, I would honestly go back to something like Dr. Magnet Hands instead.
2: Yep. Like if you're going to play a party game, you'd pick something lighter and less serious and more funny. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's
3: literally my only dislike because it's a little too intellectual for the kind of table it's written for. Mm. I don't think that that's coherent enough, but that's the best I got. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand what what, what, what you mean. Yeah. I'm picking it up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel mixed about this one. There's a lot to like. I, like Tim mentioned, I love the mood. I love the aesthetic. Um, You know, 1900s, 1800s, 1900s, you know, early spiritualism and seances is, is, it's so rich um, aesthetically. And I think Uh that could be really fun. Um, So I liked that. I liked the collaborative storytelling dimension once I grokked that that's what it was. But at the same time, that's also what I didn't like. Mm. It reminds me the most of a old school forum game where it's like, let's all tell a story on the forum together. Yeah, And like if any of you guys were ever part of like SA or something in the old days, it was like those big storytelling threads. Like the Sundered
1: Lands. Yeah, exactly.
2: And it was like sometimes that would dial in and you'd have this really rich, collaborative Incredible storytelling game. Maybe with somebody that you didn't even know, you mm-hmm. know, bouncing back and forth and connecting and building this character or this scene together. But when it went bad, you know, if some people did it as a goof or thought it was a bit or the bits went different directions or somebody had to shoehorn in their thing instead of this other thing, um, it, it it would really fall apart. And that's, I think, what I felt with this. The- I think with the right – collaborative storytelling people and having if by some magic you all landed on similar words or themes of words i think you could wind up in a really rich storytelling place in practice though i found it to actually be pretty disconnected and and disjointed. i think pulling
1: i'll I'll, I'll come i'll come back to this later but uh yeah uh, yeah (laughs) yeah um
0: so Echo, all the mood-setting stuff. Um, Love that. We actually dimmed the lights in here, Mm -hmm. uh, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys can't tell that, because this is, in fact, an audio medium. Um, (laughs) I I liked how, like, rules-light it was, and I liked how it was a very different game from us because like there's no dice there's no actual like mechanics of Mm -hmm. the game other than the channeling points and for me i i liked that um and how kind of freeing it was and i think it was um it's an interesting game to play if you're looking at like what are what ttrpg is and can be yeah mm-hmm. um and i liked that um i some of my dislikes are i agree with you tim about like there's r- it talks about like creating a character as the as your medium but you don't really spend any time as your medium mm-hmm. um and so i didn't r- super like that it was almost like uh like give your medium a name and introduce yourself like is all you really need um i don't think you really need to build a full character and we, uh-huh. we all did um and then ended up not needing them um mm-hmm. i almost so i guess that's probably my dislike of it is like you don't really need to build a medium character um do we want to transition into what this game was trying to do and what would you change? Because mm-hmm. I,
1: I have thoughts about mm-hmm. that. I don't know what I would... Uh, well, I feel like what this game is trying to do is pretty obvious. Like it says on the tin. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're playing a seance mm-hmm. and you're, you're doing... You're, I, don't, I don't know if y'all are familiar with cold reading uh, where, you, where it's sort of a magic trick where you can kind of like, oh, you're thinking of... Oh, you're thinking of a, a someone in this room has, a, has an ancestor with a name that starts with an M. Mm -hmm. like oh i do and like oh yes can you tell me about this oh and then you can kind of like oh you've got a scar on your knee and then by everyone's got a scar on their knee of course they've got a scar on their knee but with that because everyone's got a scar and you oh yes you fell down and you got that scar and Mm -hmm. yes of course and then you can get people to answer more and more questions for you they tell you their life story you act like you're telling them their life story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this game is kind of if you're good at cold reading this game's easy Mm -hmm. This this is a very much a cold reading game so like in a way, making people cold read each other as a seance game.
2: That's like spot on. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: what, what I would change, though, I do have a thought on that, too. I hope you, don't mind, you guys don't mind me jumping. Yeah. Thing. No. I, the, the, yeah, um, that's what we do. Is, uh, the, the one thing I would change is I would give the players a pool of words.
0: Mm. I uh, have a similar
1: thought about that. Because, mm. um, I mean... Mine was Pharaoh. I feel was very out of the way for a lot of y'all's words, <laughs> um, and Laudanum was not a word that I know. Mm. And I think Lightning Telegram, very much in the theme. And I think we could have. They're all technically in theme, but like with it with a big, incredibly dense like the 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 sheet I have here, which is the the printout of Sans that we got from Itch. Um, there is a I would say maybe like six inches of empty space. Uh, you could fill that like a hundred percent with like so many words that were in theme mm-hmm. that players would be able to pull from so that people wouldn't end up with a word that felt too out of theme, which would help keep the ghost in a place that would feel more aesthetic, aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, more, more relevant. That, that's what, that's what I would change. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. add more words. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. It, the, the game does exactly
0: what it sets out to do. It's like, you're playing a seance, like, nailed it exactly Mm -hmm. um i also think that that's one of its strengths uh it it like really harkens back to that like like you said max uh early spiritualism like sideshow carnival like depression era things um and like that theme is like there and i think thematically it just like hits the nail on the head where that's concerned i will say that and this might be a house rules thing um which i think would be an easy thing to implement if you played this again i almost wonder if it would work better if much like the game the board game mysterium if you had one player playing the ghost and collecting everyone's words and trying to get them to guess so kind of mixing a little bit with like dr magnet hands and then they have this pool of words maybe everyone gives the ghost two words and they choose which one or mm. something like that um, and you're not allowed to guess your mm-hmm. own word yeah yeah so maybe something like that would be a little bit more interesting um the other thing the caveat with this game that i will say is this is we've talked a little bit about how it's like not as traditional ttrpg Mm -hmm. um and it is very much it's almost more like an improv game Mm -hmm. or a storytelling game which is very different if like you have people sitting down at a table to play a tabletop game maybe don't bring this one out but if you have people who are more about collaborative storytelling i think this is a good icebreaker game for a lot of people to play if like Mm -hmm. um like you're meeting a new group for the first time and kind of like figuring out how to play games with each other i think this would be a good one um but extremely my jam because i love the storytelling aspect of it but i do understand why it's not for everyone um so I think that this game was trying to be a seance and trying to be less of a game and more of an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And on those two fronts, I thought it was really good. And then my suggestion of like what I would change is I would maybe have one person play the ghost um, and have like pools from the characters yeah, or from the other players.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of what's been said. I, I don't know. Okay. So what I was trying to do. Okay. You're trying to play a seance. Sure. One thing I will add is, I guess we could have a conversation about this, but historical seances often included a degree of fraud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a component of that that I I think would be interesting. Like what would it look like if one person was running the seance and there was like maybe like a hidden mechanic or something else that was happening kind of behind the scenes? That was interesting. But as far as what it's trying to do, I actually don't think it nails it completely. Mm. In How to Play, it describes itself as a cooperative role-playing game. Mm-hmm. It is cooperative. I don't know how much it's a role-playing game. I don't. You know, I mean, it's a collaborative, cooperative storytelling thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the role-playing, at least to me, the role-playing felt more based on whoever happened to go first created the character, and that's what you're all role-playing to maybe middling success, depending on that character or what your word is. Um, You know, for example, I found, again, just speaking for me, the word that I picked had pretty much nothing to do with the story that was evolving. Mm -hmm. So rather than really engaging the role-playing experience of the medium I made or even the ghost, instead, at least for me, I found up feeling a lot more pressure to try to shoehorn in a story component that would engage my word yeah same. so i as far as things i would change i actually totally agree with the suggestions both of you made i think having a pool of of similar words that you could pick from would be really cool having only one person play the ghost where that person role plays that character and everyone else role plays their own medium i think could make this role playing component stronger
3: Agreed. i think
2: either of those would be really cool interventions
3: Um, I think if you just change it from being a cooperative role-playing game to being a cooperative improv game for sure all of a sudden
2: that makes it land a little bit better
0: Mm yeah something else I was thinking of listening to you talk Max I'm wondering if like not trying to get the other mediums to guess your own word would help with that like if we made the words and then passed it to the right
1: Mm. so max you were
0: trying to get get people to guess laudanum and i was trying to get people to guess pharaoh Mm -hmm. that
2: would
3: have gone very differently if you'd had if you'd passed it to the left Mm -hmm. for sure
2: (laughs) all that that goes back to tim's thing Uh of like having a set pool of words that all kind of connect to and i I would honestly just
3: drop a suggested list for new players. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. this table, um we're all that's this is our jam. We are all storytellers. Right. Um so honestly to me the win condition felt too easy. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's literally because of this table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing I would think about changing and as I was thinking about it and letting you guys go, it's like no, I wouldn't change the win condition. That's that is right. Giving mm-hmm. somebody 50 minutes to while trying to work as part of this of this uh story that you've all been building as a table to guess a particular word yeah yes that's going to be necessary for a lot of people Mm. but we we know each other we bounce things off each other this is not our first cooperative storytelling game yeah Mm -hmm. i just had a
0: thought two things that i think would make this game significantly more successful and kind of like kind of hit on some of the things that you tim and max had issues with is first of all i think and again this might be a house rule thing but i think before playing this game it would be very helpful to kind of decide some things of like and they can just be very broad strokes of like this the ghost we're contacting is like was a circus performer in the depression. Sure. Um, uh-huh. and so, and then that gives you kind of a thing to stay on theme, but mm-hmm. still it's like wide open. Oh. Like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. kind of performance were that were they the mentalist were they
1: the bearded lady
0: were they yeah um, so you
1: pick a bit of uh story for the ghost before you write your words down yeah that and would then be that cool. can kind of channel like it I in like a lot.
0: another thing that i think would kind of help with both the role-playing aspect and the sort of collaboration um would be if there was like an interruption mechanic where mm. like if matt was going uh down this course uh and said something that like i could use to get my word in i could interrupt matt and like spend my channeling port to start channeling Mm. the ghost Mm -hmm. and then if i said something that like spurred tim on he could interrupt Uh instead of trying to fill out the full five minutes because i think that was a little cumbersome because even the other people were like what other questions do we ask the ghost struggling Mm. right that would have Um, that would
3: have to be a like dig into it with uh with elijah right mm. okay. yeah that would be a thing we'd have to sit down with elijah and talk it out because that's for sure Honestly, a, di- a very different game that, that is a, that's very a very different, different game. game
0: but i know that but there's
3: cool. um there's
0: a card game called fairy tale or something like that where it's oh uh or Storyteller, something like that, uh, where you I have- I got it on
3: the shelf. I don't know what it's called. I, here's, here's the deal. I know exactly which game you're talking about, where you're using the cards and you're telling yeah. the story, and you get down a <laughs> couple of cards, and someone else picks up and keeps the story uh-huh. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if someone
0: says something that like you have in your hand, you can play it and, yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, tell yeah. Them the story.
3: On the other hand, though, my mother <laughs> <laughs> took that game. And over the course of two sentences went bam, 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 bam. There's to all my cards. Fa- I'm done. And To be fair, by. she was quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's my mother. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's as soon as you start, like any kind of cooperative storytelling game has to be the right kind of people at the table. Yeah, yeah um, for that's, sure. It's been my shtick for a lot of our reviews that like depending on who's at the table, you're going to aim for a di- different kind of game, a different set of themes, a mm-hmm. different set of uh, win and loss conditions. For sure. One of the cool things that we get to do here is we get to explore all of those yeah. as mm-hmm. a, as a group of people that we all trust. Yeah. So, honestly, I think this was this was a really good game to play, and I feel like I'm going to be the most optimistic one at the table, which never happens here. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. My my having listened to all of this and 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 hearing this discussion and conversation, it 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 just it feels at least to me like a really rich aesthetic, really cool background, really cool basic setup. But I feel like even in a micro setting like this, and although normally I favor rules like games, I'm craving just that little bit more meat on the bone to like lift it up. And mm-hmm. and that could be as simple as suggested words rather than letting people pick mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the idea you said of let's establish uh, a setting or uh, a character very lightly at mm-hmm. the start, or even letting the role playing get deeper by having only one person play the ghost and other people role playing their, their mediums a little bit more like even just one or two little, little small additions to give it just that little more meat on the bone is I, I, think what I'm looking for to like make it not a party game, uh-huh. because if it is just a party game, like an icebreaker game, then I would pick something else.
3: That's fair. You, you know, know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. I, That's where I, I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my fireback is this is a game for a very specific kind of party. Correct. A we had, specific time We of have p- had trucker parties. <laughs> we have had, uh, We've had a horse race. We had a derby party. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been. I work at the Renaissance Festival. That's that's its own set of themes. Like there's, if you want to do a spooky seance themed night where there's horror movies going off, going Mm -hmm. going on over there, and we have the candles and the crystals, and everyone's coming up and they're dressed already in character. Yeah, then they don't even need to write down their description. They're just. I get to be my myself yeah. in this yeah, yeah, yeah. scenario. Yeah, that, that would be way better.
0: Yeah, I, well, and that was the thing that I was going to say is like I think that like as is the game would really work as a performance. Like if it that was like some be sort cool. of performance, I piece, would
2: watch this played. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, and so and like we were Matt and I were talking about this a little bit because like you could have other people play this game that like maybe weren't comfortable being the ghost but could be like. People watching the seance who get to talk to the ghost or Mm -hmm. you could just have people just watching this game and i think that this game has a lot of entertainment value for people who are not playing it whereas like some other games like i don't necessarily know how fun it would be to watch say honey heist or big gay orcs if you're not playing it Mm -hmm. um but, like, I think if you're having, like, a fancy Halloween party yep. and, like, there's, like, a performance art aspect of it, this game is, like, would be really good for, like, a murder mystery night yeah. or, like, a Halloween party or something that like that. And I think it would work really well as a performance piece.
2: I agree with that. Totally. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about events that I've been to where it's been like tarot readers in one corner and then like a, a art piece going on over here and then for sure like a yeah. a play going on that evening or something like really and, and, and fun. This, this is
1: a bit more of an ethical seance. You're not convincing right. the audience that you're raising their their dead aunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. instead, but a you bunch can also like, like incorporate that yeah. into mm-hmm. the performance and like maybe you pick someone out of the audience
0: and uh-huh. like they're a plant, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you like do yeah. the thing where it's like, yeah. oh, you have a, a family member whose name uh-huh. starts with M, Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah or that, like, they don't even have to be a plant. Maybe I that's just realized into the that improv. all three of
3: us have M names.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dang.
1: See, I'm cold reading. I'm very
0: good at. <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, yeah, I mean, that maybe that's part cool. of like the because imp- when you go to an improv show, they're uh-huh. like, we need a suggestion from the audience. Like, you you could like full on like m- maybe that would be more fun to mm-hmm. like. Get the role play aspect of it is like you come out as the mentalist character, and you're yeah. Like, Someone in here has a great aunt Sue, and yeah, yeah. then mm-hmm. like you use that, yeah, to base this ghost on, but you still all the mediums have these secret words they're trying to shoehorn into it, yeah. And yeah. I think that could work really well.
2: That's interesting, yeah. I agree with that.
0: So, final question table yeah. under it <laughs> well, Tim?
1: well I'm, I'm gonna go first okay the, we, we've, we've sort of done this this kind of thing before where like we've we've, we've enjoyed the game we've talked about the game. Uh, I'm I think I'm gonna shelve this one. Uh, I would play seance 2, though I would I, I, I would come back to this again but as is I don't think I'm gonna play it again. Mm-hmm. I
3: had a good time but yeah shelve it for me uh, I'm like I said this is weird I'm the optimistic one. I would table this game this is this is entering my string of games that I'm willing to bring out in a, in front of a group. Um, specifically, it is game number three on that list. <laughs> the first mm-hmm. game was Doctor Matt Hans Second one was the lighter version of Baron Munchausen, My uh-huh. Uncle the Baron. It's very mm-hmm. good. And this one is this one would be the most in depth, the storytelling ones. But I would bring this to most tables as like a hey, let's sit down and do this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Seance with on Halloween with costumes, crystal balls. Spooky music, maybe throw in the odd house rule, I'd table mm-hmm. it. As is, nah, I'd shove it. It's a shove it for me. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: it's a total table it for me. I would play it anytime, but also to be clear, this is extremely my shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it would be hard for me. I also have a theater background. So now I'm also thinking it's like, I said it as a joke about but. doing this as a performance piece but <laughs> that now is a I great like great idea I like I have some ideas and I'm like so it's it's a table for me mhm yeah, all the way around excellent
2: yeah, now that you mention it as a performance piece, I think that's such a cool I idea. I keep coming back to that. Like, mm-hmm. you could have it be, like, a real table, you know, people all around in costumes. The audience could be, like, silent onlookers. Maybe they can, like, yell out suggestions, but, like, the mediums can't listen, you know?
0: It's yeah. Cool. Uh Or maybe they, like, yell out the suggestions, and that's the medium's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, you don't know what the improv suggestion is. Until it's set on stage. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it
2: yeah. could be fine. Yeah, ideas. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and like, depending on how far you want to go with it, you could like really go ham
1: and like set it up to like the table shakes and like uh, there is
0: steam. and All you got to do is yeah. have
1: one person on either end of the table. You, you put uh, rulers in your sleeves mm-hmm. and then you carefully slide them out, slip them onto the table. Everyone gets their hands on it and then, whoa, the yeah table <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I was a magician kid, so yeah you <laughs> yeah. still are a magician
2: I think you still are <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
0: great, like that's Love amazing, that. yeah, and Love i that. think yeah, I think it could it's be cool. so cool. I want to make an entire play out of TTRPGs like this, where like mm. this is scene one of the play, and then we play another game as scene two, and oh, it's the be same fun. characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> this is. It's also Fringe right now, and I saw uh-huh. a really good Fringe show last night, and it was the first Fringe show in a long time that made me miss doing theater. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, ooh, I have so many ideas. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Should we wrap it up then? Yeah. Yeah, That'll let's do it. Do it. I do have one
3: plug. You have a plug. Yes. All right. Let's hear that plug. We have a Discord. That's true. Yeah. We have a Discord. This is the first place I'm actually planning to be active on things. It is one of three Discords I do not have muted. (laughs) (laughs) Noise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Come join us on our Discord. You can. uh, We've got it linked on our website and such. So.
2: Mm -hmm. Great. And we can put the invite link in the show notes.
1: Yeah uh well thank you for listening to table it you can find us at micro underscore rpgs on twitter or email us at micro rpgs at gmail.com please submit games you would like to hear us play with a subject line new game uh our theme this episode is chill vibra jazz theme by danny dory and uh have a good one out.